Hello, this is Olena of olenabelay.com and welcome to this clear-headed podcast episode about miscommunicating with your skin. <gasps> Have you ever miscommunicated with your skin? <laughs> I just had two routine reviews. One of them inspired this, this idea of miscommunicating with your skin. And for those of you who are joining live, please let me know where in the world you are and also how you found my content. And maybe even if you have the time or the desire to let me know what was your first kind of like reaction or response to my content when you first found it. <laughs> it's always fun to find out from you firsthand. So, okay, miscommunicating with your skin. This happens a lot and it's fairly normal where we just, it's almost like our skin and us, we're speaking different languages, right? Our skin is saying one thing and we're like thinking that it means something else. This happens a lot, right? Um, my client today, she had this impression of her skin that her skin was sensitive and that's just kind of like the label she put on it. Once you kind of put a label on your skin, it becomes a confirmation bias sort of situation, right? Where you can't seem to see anything but the label. And I mean, labels in general, I find not very helpful, <laughs> especially if like you're a human being, human beings change and evolve, you know? So putting a label on how you are, it's not helpful. And it's the same with skin. Like if you put a certain label on your skin, for example, acne prone, rosacea prone, something fucking else, like sensitive, right? You're gonna continuously feed into that story and you might miss what's right in front of your face, literally. My client kept thinking that her skin was sensitive and kept feeding into the story, but upon talking with her and learning how she cares for her skin, it turns out her skin is far more resilient than she ever thought could be possible. Because she was treating her skin like it was sensitive, she was limiting herself and she was being even overly gentle with her skin <laughs> and not reading those signs that her skin was communicating with her, right? She wasn't understanding what her skin was telling her. And this is a common thing because again, how are you going to understand what your skin is telling you? Unless you learn more about the skin and then have a shit ton of experience on this topic, right? So obviously this is not a surprise. You should not feel bad about this. Okay, but mm, something you should be aware of is that your skin, its state, its condition, it changes. This organ is an organ that changes. So slapping a label on it like it's acne prone, it's not acne prone for life. It's not rosacea prone for life. We have to describe our skin accurately and also as it is right now, and not how it was 10 years ago. That's another thing about labels, especially the stupid ass label of acne sufferer. This label, many of these skin labels, they tend to almost like haunt us, you know, <laughs> way into the future. Like a past label will just haunt us in the present moment forever. And by the way, this happened to me when I thought my skin was acne prone, that label haunted me, haunted me where I couldn't even see past the label. I just kept seeing myself as a stupid ass acne prone person. I would treat my skin as though it was acne prone, even though it no longer had acne. This is important. 
This is important in your personal relationships. And this is important, seriously, like amongst people, you cannot bring an old label into the present moment. It's gonna ruin everything, okay? It's gonna ruin what could be a new experience with your skin, a new experience with clear and healthy skin, mm. a new experience with, like in my client's case, with resilient skin. So that's gonna be a new experience for her moving forward with her skin. She's going to be taking care of her skin as though it's healthy and resilient <laughs> because it actually is, <laughs> but she missed that part. She missed that part because she had another label on it that kept like haunting her <laughs> in the present, right? That's the thing. Your skin is not forever a label. It doesn't get a forever label because it is a constantly changing organ. It adapts to the environment. It adapts to your skincare practices. It has a, like a host of microorganisms living on it. Those also change. There's just, think of your skin, like if there's one word to describe skin, the organ, it would probably be change. <laughs> Maybe this is why I love skin so much, given that that's how I would describe myself and who I am as a person, as a person who changes, right? So I relate to skin. And I think we can learn a lot about ourselves when we look at how we relate to our skin. Our skin and how we treat it can actually reveal a lot about how we do stuff. Yeah, and how we relate to the world around us, even to other people, how we communicate <laughs> with others, <laughs> seriously. And so a lot of us were fixed on an idea, a label, right? Like acne prone, or maybe I'm stubborn, or maybe I'm lazy. Maybe I was called lazy a few times as a kid, and now I've brought that label to the present moment to fucking haunt me and distort my perception of myself today. Is that possible? Because as humans, we learn stuff, we have experiences, we fucking change. It's the same for our skin, it changes, right? For example, my skin, it used to, like I used to have acne, I used to create the acne, <laughs> right? So I had the acne and then I started caring for my skin and then my skin became clear. It got healthy. It started functioning in an entirely different way. So I had to adapt and see myself differently. I had to see what was in front of me and not what was, was in front of me 10 years ago. This is, an, I think, an important insight for you to understand is that you may have had, say, eczema back in the day, but it doesn't mean that you will forever have eczema. Or let's throw this out there. You can have a multitude of different skin conditions, okay, in a lifetime. You're not always going to have acne, okay? Like, we have to understand that a lot can go wrong with our skin. A lot can happen. It won't always be the same thing. Some people, they think that, oh, I had this when I was, say, a kid, and therefore I have this now, and it's that's the recurring condition. And no, just because you're creating a condition doesn't mean it's the same condition. So that's another nuance to consider, right? But you get stuck with one label. For example, acne, that's the common label that everyone calls every skin condition. And you think that every single time when you have a skin condition, it's acne, but it could be something else. It could be a multitude of different things. 
right? But you keep treating it like it's acne and then it doesn't work. And now, now you're acne prone for life. Now you're managing your symptoms forever when frankly, you're just not managing the correct things in the correct way because you're miscommunicating again and again with your skin, right? Using labels that don't actually describe the situation as it is. Now, I'm gonna use a relationship analogy with you guys to maybe help you understand my point a little bit better, but also as you know, for me, like the skincare topic, <laughs> I could always, I could relate dating, fucking anything to skincare and vice versa. <laughs> It's this weird fucking glitch that I have, or you can call it an occupational hazard. And so if you, for example, think that somebody is stubborn, right? And maybe they were stubborn 10 years ago, but you continue to think that they're stubborn. You'll treat them as though they're stubborn and you'll kind of miss the person trying to compromise with you, trying to be accommodating or blah, 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 because you have this image of them being stubborn. But ultimately, who's the stubborn one? Mm -hmm. And it's the same with skin, oddly. Like uh, one person who used my content, it took her a while to actually use my content because she, I think at the time was part of like the whole skin positivity, acne positivity kind of, she had like an acne account where she was posting pictures of her skin every day and complaining about it, right? She wasn't a client. She was just somebody who followed me. And I kept tabs on her, on her face, because, on her skin, because I really wanted her to like listen eventually. And I just wanted to know like, is she gonna do it? Is she not gonna do it? You know what I mean? Like I, I was for some reason personally invested in her results at a distance. Like I wasn't like forcing anything on her, but I, I was just like, will she, won't she kind of thing. Anyway, eventually she, she used my content. Eventually she got clear skin and she wrote me a message. And the message was, it wasn't the acne that was stubborn, it was me. And I think that that is so incredibly insightful because that's the thing. Oftentimes we're giving our skin characteristics, we're labeling our skin, but we're not looking here. Is my skin stubborn or am I the stubborn one? Is my skin angry or am I the angry one? <laughs> and I'm not saying that we always label, you know, the skin correctly. Like we say a bunch of crazy shit about our skin and it doesn't mean that that's the exact same thing that we are, you know, exhibiting in ourselves. But I'm saying there is some room for self-awareness, right? So when you're saying that your skin is slow to heal and blah, 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 aren't you jumping to a conclusion? You are. I'm telling you now because skin is a very quick healer. It's a very quick healer. Like, holy fucking shit. However, if you have damaged it for years or decades, you know, it's not gonna heal overnight, but it's still an incredible healer. I've had clients with some of the most severe skin conditions like you can ever imagine, and they still didn't have scarring in the end because they just gave their skin so much time to heal that it healed really, really fucking well, but it still fucking healed despite all the damage. And so is it then helpful to be like, you're slow at healing, you're this, you're that. You wouldn't like to be judged like that, judged without evidence, I mean, right? You wouldn't like that personally. If you were in a relationship with somebody, a friendship with somebody, maybe it's a work relationship, and the person just kept saying things about you, giving you adjectives, giving you labels, and none of those labels were accurate. You would not enjoy that, right? You would be like, but 
Why don't you get to know me? Why don't you gather some evidence about my actual behaviors? Why are you projecting all this nonsense onto me? Right? You wouldn't like it. We do this to skin though. We do it every fucking day. We just make things up about it. And then we treat it based on the stuff we make up and not based on what's really going on. Uh, again, I'm not trying to shame anybody. This is just like when you don't speak another person's language or it's exactly like in relationships. When you're first getting to know somebody, you may not know their boundaries and you may not know like, okay, when they're silent, they're not mad. That's just like the resting bitch face. You know, maybe they're thinking or maybe when they walk away from an argument, it's not because they left you forever, but it's because they have to go process and they don't want to say something that they're going to regret. You know what I mean? Like as you get to know a person, you learn that this means this, when they do this, this means this. When they do this, it means that. For another person, it might be a totally different thing. But that's why you get to know people, so you don't fuck shit up. <laughs> but it's the same with your skin. It's almost like you have to get to know your skin, but you have to stop with the prejudice. It's the prejudice that really fucks shit up in your relationship with your skin, okay? And prejudice is just us having ideas and opinions and assumptions about any topic without actually getting to know the topic. Prejudice. We don't like it when it happens with people. It shouldn't happen with our skin, okay? That's my insight for the day. I hope that it helps you in your relationships where you just take a pause before putting a label on something or drawing a fucking conclusion and gather some more data and just be open to maybe being wrong about the initial thing. And the thing with skin, I will say this, this is extremely important. This right here is gonna be the meat and the gold, okay? You're welcome <laughs> in advance. I was reading a Carl Sagan book. It's called The Demon Haunted World, The Demon Haunted World, Science as a Candle in the Dark. And this book is actually about us believing in fucking nonsense, okay? And this book was written like 20 or 30 years ago and it's incredible. It's basically about how us humans are super fucking fallible and we love to believe in made up things and we're highly, highly suggestible to the point that we're so suggestible that we can cause things to happen with our own minds just simply by believing something to be true. Most often these effects are temporary, like in the case of spontaneous healing, it's oftentimes just temporary, you're pretending to be healed and then later you go back to normal kind of thing. Yes, he covers everything. He covers all the so-called metaphysical nonsense that a lot of us like to believe in, I even used to believe in, okay? And one of the examples he showed was scientists did an experiment where they pretended to administer poison ivy to a bunch of participants, but they didn't actually administer poison ivy on the skin of these participants. And these participants, because they thought that poison ivy was going to touch their skin, they developed dermatitis. So I think they touched it with just something neutral, like something not poison ivy, and they developed dermatitis. So what can we glean from this example? I see it left and right on the internet, where on the internet, you'll hear somebody who didn't do their homework. So somebody who didn't do their homework says things like, algae causes acne. Don't use that powder, cause it has algae in it. Suddenly that person who uses that powder notices more breakouts. Did the algae cause the acne? When studies show that it's a very positive ingredient in skincare, it improves the skin, blah, blah, blah. 
Like it's not a bad ingredient. It has positive effects on the skin, but some person convinces themselves that it causes acne. What are you doing? You made something up, you believed it, and you made it true for yourself? Great. How does your skin benefit from that? So this is what I'm getting at when I'm talking about these miscommunications. When we say that our skin is slow to heal, when we say that our skin is fucking permanently acne prone, we're just making nonsense up and then believing it. Believing nonsense does not help us actually see our skin clearly, support it in a way that actually fucking works, <laughs> and then see consistent awesome fucking results. This is one way in which a lot of us stand between where we are and where we want to be. Like we stand in our own fucking way. We shoot ourselves in the foot by making things up. What's important is just as in personal relationships, I learned this the hard way that if you want good relationships with people, you have to give them the benefit of doubt, right? If you assume that everyone is trying to scam you and trick you and like is evil, you know, oh, God forbid somebody has a different opinion from you. They're evil. They're this and that. Oh. That is not giving people the benefit of doubt. And if you treat people like that, like they're evil, they have no incentive to actually be nice to you. And then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? However, when you assume that people are actually generous and kind and, you know, willing to help you and whatever, like positive traits, when you give people the benefit of doubt, they are often really nice. Like when I, you know, meet new people, I treat them like they're great people. And guess what? They turn out to be great people. I'm not saying there are not exceptions to the rule, <laughs> but in general, yeah. And then it's like, we forget that the assumptions that we make, the prejudices, right? All this stuff, it affects our relationships with people. It also affects our relationship with our skin. And what I'm suggesting is that you give your skin the benefit of doubt. Meaning, if you see a, a pimple, you don't assume everything is not working. Oh my God, I suddenly have acne. I'm acne prone, I'm this and that. Because this is how it often starts. I've worked with hundreds of people with acne and it often starts with just overreacting over something small and unimportant and that would have been a passing thing. But overreacting, calling something acne that isn't acne, calling the skin acne prone when it's not acne prone, Googling how to fucking get rid of acne and how to care for acne prone skin, using products for acne prone skin, etc., and then eventually creating actual acne. What did that start with? A miscommunication, a miscommunication. And anyone is capable of miscommunication. Like, again, you don't have to feel bad for this or anything like that. But once you become aware of this kind of tendency, then you can actually change things. You can improve this relationship. You can start communicating well, right? And all this is practice just as in human relationships, right? You learn things the hard way. <laughs> That's often how people learn the best is the hard way when like they get their asses handed to them by life. And here maybe your, <laughs> your skin hands your ass to you, right? And you gotta learn. Give your skin the benefit of doubt. Assume that it is on your fucking side. Don't give it negative labels when it hasn't earned them and treat it more neutrally. Treat it like you're both on the same fucking side, on the same team. Because that's the other thing. It's like in relationships, if for example, you treat your partner like your enemies, are you gonna have a great conversation? Are you gonna have a great relationship? How? 
how? Tell me how. But if you're, you assume that you're on the same team, even if you have a disagreement, you know that you're still on the same team and you're trying to find understanding and you're trying to get on the same page and you're not going to throw the relationship away just because now you might not be understanding each other, right? So it helps, it really helps to get on the same team with people and with your skin. Like if you want to reach a shared goal with your partner, with your skin, you're going to have to become a team player. But you're going to have to understand, this is very interesting, I think. Let me know if you think it's interesting. You're going to have to take responsibility a little bit for not having been a team player up to this point. Simply just that awareness. Yeah, I haven't been really a team player. I've been blaming my skin. I've been aggressing my skin. I've been picking my skin. I've had unrealistic expectations of my skin. By the way, all these things, would you like them in a relationship? Like if you were in a relationship with somebody who had prejudice against you, blamed you for things that you didn't do, <laughs> picked at you, aggressed you, you wouldn't want to be in a relationship with a person like that. But having been that person with my own skin, I know that this is how a lot of acne sufferers are. This is us. <laughs> but once we become aware, oh my God, I have been doing a bunch of crazy shit that I myself would not enjoy or want to put up with. And then we can have a little bit more empathy for this organ and maybe not impose such grandiose and totally impossible fucking expectations on this organ. And we can start to come back down to what I would describe as a really sane and healthy and supportive relationship with once again, it's just an organ. I hope that this kind of helps you reframe a little bit and see that your skin is not an enemy. It's literally just a really cool organ that does a lot for you that you may not be aware of even how much it does for you. And once you start seeing it as this thing that is literally on your side, protecting you, doing the most, you start treating it differently. And once you start treating it differently, guess what? It fucking improves. It can't not improve, okay? Look for the logical explanation without blaming the skin. Blame in relationships, absolute garbage thing to do. It's garbage. Like how to ruin a relationship, blame the person for stuff. <laughs> Taking responsibility and ownership are different things, but blaming, oh, it's your fault, it's your fault. These are not helpful things in any relationship, including one with your skin. Mm, humancon435 asks, what should I do for blackheads on the nose? You should check out my post. Those dots on your nose are not blackheads, it's called. Read that post because I, uh, I'm pretty sure you don't have blackheads on your nose. <laughs> Mel's Life with Twins says, I'm watching this live beside my mom and she said, I love her laugh. And when you say fucking, she loves you now. Oh my God. I love your mom. It's really nice when moms don't want to change you and just accept you as you are, you know? And even though it's your mom, I still really like it. <laughs> ah, that's really cool. Really appreciate that. That's how you know you find your people, right? When there's another skin, this is all related to skin. It's so weird how I make everything relate back to skin. <laughs> just as these lovely Irish ladies don't want to change me and accept me for swearing and for even they like my laugh. It's up to us to accept our skin. Yeah, to accept it and not want to force it to be something that it's not. Healthy and clear skin is the default that you can aim for. 
I'm not saying that like if you have acne, accept it as it is and don't try to get, you know, healthy, clear skin. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is a lot of us, we we're not accepting our healthy skin as it is because it's just not good enough. It needs to be clear 100% of the time. It needs to look like a fucking piece of plastic. It needs to be sometimes hairless, which is like, we all have hair on our faces. I don't know when that became a thing, but for fuck's sakes, totally normal to have peach fuzz on your face. But like we start trying to mold our skin, an organ into something that it doesn't want to be, a piece of plastic. And so just as this does not work in relationships, does not work doesn't work in terms of our relationship with our skin. And so we have to accept what healthy human skin looks like. Yes, you'll get clogged pores. Yes, you have dots on your nose that are not black heads that are, oh my God, my Ukrainian accent, that are not black heads. <laughs> okay, those are pores, we all have them. We can't change that. Once we start accepting what real healthy human skin looks like and stop forcing things that are impossible to achieve in real life with our skin, right? That's another thing that helps improve this relationship. Okay, so thank you so much. <laughs> Denny says, sounds interesting. Which book are you discussing? It's called The Demon Haunted World by Carl Sagan. He's a American astronomer, planetary scientist, cosmologist, astrophysicist, astrobiologist, author and science communicator and a genius as far as I'm concerned. I love Carl Sagan. He writes in a way that is very easy to understand. Fad Bartha asks about sunscreen. Please visit my website or YouTube channel for sunscreen recommendations. Veronica asks, hi Olena, did your RR slots open up for October? Just hoping I didn't miss the email. Oh, Ooh, great question, Veronica. Uh, I don't think so. Why am I having a brain fart? Pretty sure my October I haven't booked yet. No, I haven't. I haven't yet. The email has not gone out. It will likely go out probably next week. I want to say next week. I usually don't give out this much information, but yes, probably next week. So stay tuned for that email. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Because I like to book my spots about a month in advance. Amel says, I'm an esthetician myself and I absolutely love your content. You talk no bullshit and that's why I love it so much. Oh, I really appreciate that. That is so great. Zayan Shumal says, India, fantastic. Samzi14 says, I have scars, deep ones. Please suggest on that from India. If you have deep, deep, like if we're talking holes in your face, scars, then there is no skincare product that's gonna help. And I don't know if you've already solved the, the issue of maybe it was the clogging, et cetera, and acne that led to the scarring, if you've already solved that, because obviously that's kind of important to prevent future scarring and future problems. And then for the rest of you, I beg you to stop picking your skin because the issues you're creating are just insane. Issues that later are hard to actually resolve like I like to say, prevention is easier than reversal. So for the love of God, don't pick your skin. And again, I'm gonna say for the rest of you that you don't wanna get your skin to a place where it is so severely inflamed that it leads to scarring. I know that sounds logical, but many people are out there asking complete random strangers on the internet what they should do with their skin and then following natural paths and God knows what else, trying to heal their skin from within. And ultimately what you're doing is you're prolonging the problem. And it's like you're keeping the healing and the solution away from you. 
the longer you do this. And, and it's unfortunate because so many people, they just trust whatever is written about skin. But fuck, like today I had my client, right? Like I read her story and the shit that she's gone through, it's a lot. It's a lot. And a lot of these stories are similar, right? The naturopaths and the fucking oils and the so expensive too, all these treatments and nothing ultimately works because nobody's like listening to the actual skin, <laughs> just like forcing things onto the skin and it doesn't work. And I know that those of you who follow me, you know that already, but I feel like it's my responsibility to repeat this. Having no strategy with our skin is not very useful in the long run. And then we have other problems that we create in the process of solving the existing problems. And those problems are sometimes very hard, very hard or impossible to reverse. And the thing again with deep scarring, it's impossible to reverse with skincare. I'm telling you this, okay, impossible. Like once you let it get to that point, you know, and I don't want you guys to go through that because then a lot of you feel self-conscious about the scarring. And it's like another thing that then you focus and obsess about. And you shouldn't, like nobody gives a fuck about your scarring. No other human being gives a fuck, okay? <laughs> Especially if you overcompensate and are like mega interesting and have an amazing personality, okay? And I highly recommend that because, oh man, I don't know if this is because I'm 34 and I, <laughs> I don't know, you know, getting up there in age. Um, but I feel the need to say this. We need to focus more on being interesting people rather than beautiful people or perfect looking people or people with perfect skin. Nobody gives a fuck if you have perfect skin, but you're boring or suck at communicating with people and you're full of prejudice or you're aggressive or whatever the fuck, you know, and you just don't know how to play in the sandbox. Nobody gives a fuck how beautiful you are. Nobody, nobody can give a fuck, especially people of substance, like other interesting people, people who have, you know, cultivated some charm and have life experiences and have gone through challenges and learned from their mistakes and all this stuff. Those people are not gonna be interested in you if you, you have great skin, but nothing else that's interesting about you. Like nothing else to show for all those years that you spent trying to get, you know, something to happen with your skin. You know, in the age of like TikTok and people not reading enough, <laughs> it's a concern of mine that like, what, what if people become totally uninteresting and have like nothing interesting to say because they were obsessed with like getting glass skin or getting rid of the blackheads on their nose that are not actual blackheads, they're pores and everyone has them and you can't get rid of them. I mean, what weird and unnecessary distractions to have in life. Anyway, that's just me being annoying. All right, okay, let me see. Did I miss some questiones? Some questiones. Hello from Turkey. Thanks for your content. I started to two-step moisturize method instead of three-step because I couldn't find a good humectant that's not blemish my skin. Ah, okay. Uh, you can refer to my YouTube channel or website for more information on that but I don't give you guys like specific recommendations because I don't know your skin, right? So I just don't do that. Uh, if I don't know where you're at, what you're doing, how you're doing it, haven't seen photos of your skin, and I don't do that in the DMs either, okay? <laughs> like there's a reason why the routine review service exists and it's because a lot of information comes out from talking to my clients. 
there's one thing of you writing what you think I need to know about your skin. And then there's another thing of me asking what I need to ask about your skin. And then somewhere we meet in the middle and make sense of a very complex situation or challenge. So it's just not going to happen via DM. Okay. Again, I want you guys to become independent of me. You know, I don't want you to always rely on me. Oh, and I give me this recommendation, this recommendation, this recommendation, you know. So I would like you to use my content. And given what I say in, in my content, you'll be able to use that information, apply it and help yourself. So by you learning to listen to your skin, not having all kinds of prejudice about your skin and using my content when I show you examples of certain products or tell you what makes a good humectant or not or blah, blah, blah. Then you can be like, this is what I'm looking for. I have found it. I have tried it. I've been consistent, consistent with it. It seems to work for my skin. Fantastic, right? And then you can feel good about yourself for having done a good job. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> Hi, Olena. I'm one of those who have to shave their face because I have hair so hair so I can't pronounce this word. Hirsutism? I may be mispronouncing it because I don't think I've ever said this word out loud. I know what it means though. That causes irritation and I break out. You think there is any way I could shave and not break out? That's a very good question. The thing is, what I don't know about how you care for your skin is your skincare routine. Because maybe in some cases, it's possible to kind of prevent this from happening, the, the breaking out from the shaving, uh, or at least minimize it. But that's the thing is with shaving, you do run the risk of irritating your skin and or having like ingrown hairs and things like that, that kind of look like a pimple, right? So that's just the risk of shaving. I guess the important things to think about is making sure that you have something like a, a shaving type of cream or gel or, you know, like you can use your cleanser, for example, to make sure that the blade glides really smoothly across your skin, but also making sure that you always have like a fresh blade or, you know, you're not reusing the same blade too many times because for a lot of people that can cause all kinds of issues like razor burn, folliculitis, you know, that's kind of an important part of it. I don't know if you've ever maybe looked into, I don't know if, if lasers help in this case, because I haven't looked into hair suitism. Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> I might be totally butchering this word, but I haven't looked into if lasers are effective or something like that in terms of hair removal. So if you permanently zap the hair follicles, right? Maybe you'll need to shave less often. There's also hair removal creams, and I'm not sure if that would be a better option. Would it be gentler for you to do a hair removal cream versus a shave, you know, because of the blade across the skin? So yeah, I just have more questions than answers for you, unfortunately. I'm sorry about that. This is in my area of expertise. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's the same narrative you are describing with liquid foundation or blush bronzer. I really love them. Ooh, remind me which narrative. <laughs> I think I missed it. Uh, remind me what I said because I have no idea. I, bl I black out. I just talk and I black out and I don't know what I talked about. <laughs> I mean, today I remember that I was talking about miscommunicating with your skin and, you know, how that's a very, very big issue. It is important that we become a little more open-minded and a little less rigid with the way that we qualify our skin. By qualify, I mean describe. It's this, it's that. Just think of it as a really cool organ. And by the way, when it's inflamed, it's responding to something. It doesn't just get inflamed 
for no reason. Sometimes it's something that you can't see. Sometimes it's not your fault. It's some random fucking thing. But there's always a logical explanation. Always. Always, 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 always. It's not helpful to make up stories that aren't true. So let's, let's uh, put a pause on, on that. The narrative about being afraid of products because you think you are acne prone forever. Ah, ah, yes, yes, yes. Well, uh, it really totally depends on the products <laughs> and how well they're formulated. But yes, yes, yes. Thank you for clarifying. Yes, when people expect the worst from their skin and they expect to break out and they expect to have issues, they're more likely to have issues, whether or not the product is bad for the skin. Like, you know, people who don't have acne, they don't have these hangups. They don't tell these stories about their skin. They just expect everything to work for them. Later, they'll have a rude awakening. <laughs> like this happens a lot with people who have really um, resilient skin, you know, skin that can handle a lot. And oftentimes these people eventually have a rude awakening where they've been too aggressive with their skin for too long, you know, and then they'll develop something like rosacea or dermatitis or even acne. And then they'll go, oh, what's going on? You know, this my skin is this and that, and, and suddenly it's like this. And, and then um, oftentimes they blame their food and their hormones when really it's just, you know, your skin is at enough, you know? Something broke the camel's back, you know, and, and something needs to change in terms of um, improving their skincare habits, right? And actually listening to their fucking skin and not pushing it to its limits constantly. But it's better if you don't assume the worst of your skin and it's better that you don't assume the worst of every single product that you use. Yes, yes, this is true. This is true. It doesn't help you to be obsessed with your skin and to think that everything that you're doing is ruining your skin. It doesn't help you. So yeah, yeah, totally. But some liquid blushes and liquid foundations are horrible for the skin. You know what I mean? So they're, it's not that you're imagining that they're horrible, that they're horrible, but if you don't expect the worst from these things, you won't probably see the same levels of irritation or clogging. You know, like if you're a chill person and you stop freaking out every second about your skin, it's probably gonna be helpful in the long run. <laughs> and by probably, I mean definitely. <laughs> Oh man, thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with me and talking about this. It's always fun to talk about skin, but also throw in life and connect the two. You know, I love doing that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you guys need any help getting clear skin, for fuck's sakes, use my content. <laughs> Just try it. Try it. What's the worst that can happen? Huh? Huh? <laughs> because you know, it works. <laughs> and then if you have some complex cases, don't be tempted to blame your food or your hormones, okay? You might just be missing something and that's okay. It's okay, you're missing something, it's okay. I can help you figure it out. That's what I do on my routine reviews, right? I help people figure out what that missing thing is, that missing piece of information, that last bit of miscommunication between you and your skin. And then stay tuned because we will be enrolling new Skin Queen students soon so that's really really exciting and the skin queen course teaches you literally everything you need to know so that you stop miscommunicating with your skin at least to a large degree it's really fucking cool what you can do when you stop assuming the worst 
of your skin. Oh yeah, and the thing about sensitive skin, most people assume that their skin is sensitive. This is a very overused term. Just like you know how everyone who gets a pimple thinks that they have acne. So most people, they're just like, oh my God, I re reacted badly to a product, therefore my skin is sensitive. But you never ask yourself if that product is just total fucking garbage or maybe it's a very strong product. So maybe your skin is not sensitive, but your product is just too fucking strong or bad or whatever, you know, for human skin, for human consumption. Be willing to kinda say, I don't know, when you don't know. It might actually save your skin. All right, I will see you guys around the internet. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. It was a pleasure.